0: a seat and we'll get started here so we really just grab a seats and we will uh, we'll get rolling okay all right well uh, good morning again welcome to the firehouse my name is rich I'm one of the pastors here and I just want to thank you for joining us Um before we get started, I have had a few people ask me some questions about the kind of follow-up questions. I don't remember Father's Day a couple of weeks ago was a was a monumental weekend there as far as we celebrated Father's Day, and and I also told you I went to the uh, the chicken swap, you know. So that was uh, that was really people have been asking how it went after I went to the chicken swap, you know, and. Um, we we got we picked up two more two more chickens and we're officially a six uh, six chicken home now. So um we uh, I think you can call that technically a chicken ranch. So um but we do uh you know, just to let you know, the the two chickens that we got were they're called production reds, which you know, I assume that means they're supposed to be producing eggs, but they've yet to produce. So um, we we're thinking we might swap them back at next month's chicken swap here. So, but anyways, it's, it's been fun. Uh, if you want to learn any more about chickens, just let me know. I'd love to download all that I know for, for you to uh, enter into that world as well. But it, it's been good. The chickens are we're just hoping they start laying here sometime. Maybe it's because it's been hot or something. If you know anything more about chickens than I do, let me know what might be going on with them. But anyways... Um, Uh, We're going to go ahead, we're going to talk about something a little different than chickens this morning here, so maybe hit more on the fishing side of things, but uh, we'll go ahead and pray and we'll jump into what we're going to talk about this morning. If you guys would, let's just bow our heads one more time and and just ask God to make the most of our time. Uh, Well, Heavenly Father, we do just thank you for bringing us together this morning. We thank you for this beautiful day. God, I just pray that uh, you would grab our attention just for the next few minutes that we're together here as we talk about sowing, as we talk about fishing, as we um, talk about your, your desire to, to bless us and to change our lives. And we just ask that you would open up the channel that uh, to each one of our hearts. God, that you would speak to each one of us. You know the details of our lives. You know what our to-do list looks like. You know what we're thinking about right now. And God, I just pray you'd speak to each one of us. Have your way in our hearts. We just pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right. Well, we're. Uh... We're kind of in between series right now, so if you've been tracking with us uh, recently, we just wrapped up a series a few weeks ago on um, uh, called Envision, and it was the idea about what is a disciple of Jesus and how do we make them. And so we kind of wrapped up that. We did a Father's Day. We shared thoughts from the pastors' conference last week, um, and, and this is kind of a transition into our next series. We're going to be talking. We're starting a series uh, next Sunday called Empower, and it's just the idea of of who is the Holy Spirit, and how does the Holy Spirit work with us to empower us to live the christian life and so and then following that we 'll do a series called Equip that, that helps us uh, to be more equipped in sharing our story, sharing our faith, and, and having that conversation with someone else. so those are two things that are coming up in July and August here. We might at the end of August or somewhere in August throw in a finance series as well as we 're looking at bringing another guy on full time here with us there's some updates to give you here at some point but um, you you know, that's, we might do a finance series in August. I would tell you when that is, but then you might not show up for that. So this can going to be a surprise there. So anyways, uh, but we're going to look at a few things here. We've talked about, uh, let me get the clicker going here. Boy, I hope this is the right button. It's not the self-detonate. There we go, right there. So we've been talking about this idea of the Just Sew It campaign. So uh, we're, we're going to talk about sewing and we're going to talk about fishing and then we're going to get you on your way so that you can get sewing, get fishing, get whatever you're doing this afternoon. But um, we, we have a campaign going on nationwide in our churches, Great Commission Association of Churches, Great Commission Churches. But uh, We have these braces here. you uh, are uh, one of those that likes wearing these type of things. And uh, uh, we have some out... In In the cafe there, if you want to grab one, it just says, just sow it. And it's this idea that we're trying to get out and um, sow the good news, the gospel here. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, And some things we're doing here... Um, you know, we're trying. One of the things we came away with from the, the pastors' conference was just this idea of cultivating—I uh, uh, don't know—an environment in our church where we are, where we're sowing the gospel and we're celebrating the little steps. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's passing out a booklet. Maybe it's sharing kind of a, a full presentation of the good news about Jesus. Um, but we want to create a culture where we're celebrating that, and so um, we're going to be doing a few things to to kind of help with that. One is. Um, You see these jars up here? These are... um we are going to be... We talked about it last week. You know, every time we, we sow the gospel in some form or another, we're going to be putting a seed in a jar that represents sowing seeds here. Uh, I love this verse here from Ecclesiastes. You know, it says, Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening. For you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or, or both of them alike will be good. But so we're going to just be sowing. We're going to be trying to get the word out share the gospel, invite people to church. And anytime someone takes a step like that, we're going to just have them put a seed in in one of our jars here. I think we're going to figure out the details of that. Maybe for right now we're going to keep them up here and it'll be fun to track. We've got different types, different sizes of jars. Just because in some ways this concept of sowing, there's different ways to sow and plant a seed. We're going to talk about some of those. but um, I forgot to get the corn. I was going to use corn. We talked about avocado seeds and uh, I think uh, we wanted to track and see things you know kind of have a little more clear feedback about how it's going out there and um but after this last week, I'm, I'm pretty sure avocado seeds would, we wouldn't have room for those. There's been a lot of cool things happening this last week. We, we settled in on maybe corn. I think that might be what we'll use, and we're going to go to the feed store where I get my chicken feed, and I think they have bigger corn kernels there that might take up a little more space. We can kind of see progress a little more easily, um, but I did not bring the corn this morning. But the goal will be, as we get out, as you get an opportunity, we're just going to have these jars, you know, maybe they'll be on a stand, maybe they'll be on this, and we're just Going to have you if you got a chance to pass out a tract or have a conversation with your neighbors, invite them to church. Whatever the little step might be, we're going to celebrate that. We're going to encourage you in that. And we're just you know, we, there's a whole spectrum of what sowing looks like, but we're just going to celebrate all sorts of little steps and uh, and see what happens from there. But this morning, you know, uh, another example of what we'll do is just have people get to share stories of how they got to sow um, this past week. Sometimes we might get crazy and get our video ministry running, but. And um, that is still a work in progress. Um, but we did find a video camera, I think, in the bunch here. So that's a good start. And maybe even some software. But in the meantime, we're going to do some live uh, live presentations here. Or just live things. Um, I've got a, two people I asked that would just share a little bit of uh, some examples of their sewing. And I don't know which one this is, Matt, here. But um, how about we um, have one of the girls I asked or both the girls, or the whole household, whoever wants to come. just share one of your examples of sewing here. Why don't you welcome Kayla up real quick? Hi,
1: I'm Kayla. Um, So this past Monday, my roommates and I, Amy and Tara, uh, we were just like sitting around. We're like, what should we do tonight? And I was like, well, why don't we just go on 16th Street and pass out tracks? Um, So we were like, "Uh, I do and then we're like, why not? We have nothing to lose, you know? So, anyways, we went out on 16th Street and we just, like, walked around and we prayed for a little bit. And we were trying to be, like, super cool, you know, just, like, nonchalant, like, just walking around like friends. Um, but inside, I think we were just like, oh, my gosh, you know? Because it's kind of, like, exciting, but it's also, you're kind of, like, wondering, oh, what kind of conversation is God going to get us into, you know? Anyways, that's what I think. But um, we just walked along 16th Street and, um, we would just see someone, and we felt like led to just give them a tr- uh, booklet. And uh, we'd just be like, hey, have you gotten one of these yet? <laughs> or do you want this? <laughs> and most people were really nice, actually. And they were like, sure, thanks. What's this? And and they would take it and leave. It was like really nice. God gave us a lot of grace, and it was fun. And we were really encouraged. And then we got frozen yogurt afterwards. chores, so. But... How many? uh, How many booklets you get passed out? Um, we passed out about ten between the three of us, ish. So, very good.
0: (laughs) Thank you. All right. you know, and I got, uh, I got very few calls from the police after they were done, so that was, uh, that was real good. But, uh, no, that's a, that's a great example. They're getting out and just sewing it. And um, I love that line. Sometimes if you're just passing one of these out, uh, you know, I like that, did you get one of these yet? And if they say no, it's a way to turn a, a no into a here you go. You know, most people you think, oh, if they're going to say no, well, by them saying no, they, that means they haven't got one yet, and here you go. So, anyways, I'm not a salesperson, but that's my one little trick if I got one. Um, but anyways, we'll we'll talk about some more better skills than that in the next series. Uh, another example we had here was uh, was Sean. Uh, Sean and Abby. We'll have Sean share. If you want to welcome Sean on up here. Yes. Oh Sean, Sean prepared for this, I asked him like five minutes ago, so
2: that's good. I didn't prepare long enough to get my wife to come talk for us. So So my name is Sean, and uh, my wife, Abby, and this past Wednesday was our first time um, getting out for prayer on the porch, and I'm going to echo Dave's sentiment last week. He was kind of encouraging to us, because every time we thought about it, we're like, "Uh, I don't think so, this isn't for me, we'll we'll do something else, but... um, So we took Rory, Rich's oldest, with us, and after about five minutes we realized Rory took us with her, and uh, her boldness and courage was a great example. to us and it started with she taught us how to do it. And we went to our first house and it's not all great. So we uh, the guy was open to the door and or open and receiving of us and he was very quick to close it on us about halfway through my spiel. Um, but then we got to talk to a few more people and some people asked to pray for um, their friends after we left. And then towards the end of the night we had one person that. Um, said, I don't have anything that you could pray for me about, but I just got off the phone with somebody, and they said they were about to end their life, and they were um, on a bridge on I-70, and they hung up, and she tried to call him back and no answer, so she was saying, I just hope or just pray for that I'm not going to have to watch the news and see his death on the, on the news in the morning. And we checked, and there was no... It doesn't appear that it happens, um, but we prayed on the sidewalk afterwards. Um, she asked us just after we left to pray for it, and she was thankful. She saw us pray for him, and um, that was kind of a great experience. And I encourage anyone with doubts: it's a good way to get out of your shell. You learn something new, and you really, really a great chance to bless others. So that's what we learned.
0: So, Thanks. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Each night you get out there, you you'll be surprised who God might walk you into a situation. You know, I think about that, someone thinking about taking their lives. I know we've had times where we've showed up on someone's doorstep and they found out that week they had cancer and they asked for prayer. And there's just uh, so many neat opportunities. But that's what we've been doing on Wednesday nights. And I know a number of you, I, I think this Wednesday night that we just had was probably the largest uh, number of people we had turn out for an outreach Wednesday night summer event ever in the history of the church. And so it was awesome. And so that's where uh, I think about the tracks and things that got passed out, the conversations and the prayers. And so if we were doing avocado seeds like I had suggested suggested we would not have space you know in these jars for sure and, and we'd probably fill a lot of things just from one week of people stepping out and taking the making the most of the opportunity to- gave it. So we're going to continue to cultivate that and we encourage you, join us. It won't be this Wednesday night because we're doing kind of, there's a lot of a 3rd of July festivities, but you can, whatever you're doing this week, 4th of July, 3rd of July, you might try to sow, you might invite someone to church, you might ask them, have you read one of these or would you like to know for sure how you can go to heaven according to the Bible. You know, you can just take little steps, just have a conversation and um, and then we'll, we'll have some seeds for you to put in the jar here next time. Uh, I had a little uh, example the other day. I was walking down the hill here to commons park and i got down uh oh well between the commons park west apartments, headed into commons park and there was about uh i think there was about six people there that accosted me for another cause there uh, there was the Save the river people were out and there's all sorts of people out on different days but uh i dodged the first three of them that were in this conglomeration right at the front of the sidewalk going towards the bridge there and made it past them and you know one guy was like you know you want to do this talk to me and i was like no i'm in a hurry Got to the other side of the bridge, three more hanging out on the bridge, you know, and had me cornered. And I kept on going. I had something to do. But on the way back, I was I was thinking, you know, I was just praying. Eventually got around to the subject of, Lord, you know, would you give me a chance to sow the gospel, do something like that. And so on the way back, I, I, I we passed the first three, but then the light bulb went off like... Hey, I got a little bit of a captive audience here. They want to talk. And so, one of the guys I passed on the way through said, hey, can I catch you on the second time round? And I was like, sure, you know. And so I let him give me his pitch on Save the River. Um, It was Save the Colorado River. And so we talked a little bit, and I was like, you know, he's like, yeah, it's, it starts in Colorado and it makes it, to, it's supposed to make it out to California, but it's by the year 2050 something, you know, it's not gonna. Anyways, I heard his pitch and, uh, I asked him, so, uh, so where exactly does the Colorado River begin? Where are the headwaters at? And he said, that's a good question. I don't actually know, you know. I was like, okay, well, that, that's a, probably a good start in saving the river. But uh, I, I talked to him and I, I just, um, I tried to be friendly. and I didn't want to look down. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm all for, I believe God has asked us as Christians to take care of this planet and to be stewards of things like that. And I said, that's a great cause. And, and he was encouraged by that. And so then, and I said, but you know, I'm also, I'm, I'm more into causes that are, go beyond the here and now in this planet. And, and I'm in the eternal causes. And I just said, hey, can I give you one of these? Going to heaven, I told him about our church, and, and he took it, and uh, it was just a simple, just so an opportunity. But um, I just encourage you, if you have people that want to talk to you on the 16th Street Mall or anything, just think of that as your opportunity to uh, to give them your pitch, uh, here, theirs, and it should be pretty harmless, would be my guess. Um, but, you know, it was just an opportunity I got to, to walk in. So, um, if I had an avocado seed, I would put it in the jar as well. Um, what else do we have here? So those are just, again, celebrating. Uh, we got some Wednesday night stories, some of the gals. There. I, I love the, uh, one of the households as well of the women did, uh, oh, I think it was a couple, maybe last weekend or the weekend before, they hosted a, a crafternoon, a Sunday crafternoon event. Any of you ever been to a crafternoon event? I have not, but it sounds, uh, I'm imagining they do crafts and stuff, but I think it was one of the girl's co-workers, Bree, uh, had her co-workers that do this craft crafternooning thing, and uh, and I think Bree just asked, hey, can I host the next event at our house? I don't think any of them are churchgoers or things like that, and so they had a, was it a crafternoon over there at your place, Amy? Karen, uh, yeah, yeah, good, and it went all right? Good, fun craft. Good, good, all right, well... <laughs> But it's just, we're, we're going to be encouraging you. Take these small steps. It doesn't have to be, again, uh, open air preaching out on 16th Street Mall and, and preaching until if someone has tears or you have tears or something, you know. Um, we're just going to celebrate these little steps here. Um, one of the things we, uh, another thing about sewing we want to, uh, I just want to get us thinking about. It. I've heard people say, you know, hey, we just sew and there's, we can't expect anything from just sewing it, right? We just get out there and, uh, but this, this verse says something a little different. Um, this is in the New Testament here, and in regards to sowing, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Uh, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And this principle, you know, the concept, uh, the context there in the passage is really about financial giving directly. They're talking about, hey, when you give financially, God, God blesses you for that. And he takes care of you. But it's also true in principle. If you sow generously, if you're planting seeds, if you're, uh, making the most of your opportunities, there's a promise there that you will see generous results. And if you're sowing sparingly, not much going on, well, I could, uh, I bet there's not much in response to what's going on or not going on and so I just want to encourage you there is really a promise related to sowing generously and we want to be doing that and you can expect there will be generous Results from that. I, I like to think of, a, one, of a, one of my heroes in the faith. Some of you might know Bill Bright or know of him. passed away uh, several years ago, but was the president of Campus Crusade for Christ. And God used him to sow the gospel probably millions and millions of times through his organization and some of the tools he's equipped people with of the four spiritual laws and the Jesus Project. And I, I was reading uh, something he wrote once, but he said, you know, he said, in my day, if I have the opportunity to talk to, to speak the Gospel to 8 to 10 people in a day, I am almost guaranteed that I will see someone want to pray and invite Jesus Christ into their heart as their Lord and Savior. And that was his thought. Hey, if I'm so ungenerously, I can expect to see someone saved every day if I make... And he, he was not doing it just um, because he was publicly speaking here and there. He would share with taxi drivers. He would share with people on the airplanes. He would share any chance he got. But he would verbally communicate the Gospel and would see... If he was going at a pace like that, he just he felt like, you know, I will see someone saved every day by sowing generously. And that's a very challenging example to me. You know, I, I think at one point I had a goal of like passing out one tract a week, you know, and I go, okay, sharing verbally the gospel eight to ten times a day, that's challenging. But, um, you know, God blessed his life and he saw some amazing results and he reaped a lot of good fruit from sowing like that. But just remember, if he sows sparingly, you will reap sparingly if you sow generously God says hey hey, I'm going to respond generously to your, your efforts here so keep that in mind uh, last thing about sowing is just um, you know in some ways we talk about sowing is uh, I see it as a spectrum of uh, you know there's um, from sewing on one side to hey I'm inviting someone to church I'm passing out a gospel booklet I'm passing out my personal story you know the hard copy form or whatever all the way over to uh, I'm sharing my testimony or I'm doing a gospel presentation that's extremely clear like the, the gospel diagram uh, presentation and there's kind of this spectrum but one of the things we have to realize we want to celebrate the little steps but we also want to make sure that we, we don't misunderstand that the goal in sewing those, we're going to celebrate all the little steps along the way but when you get back to what Jesus asked us to do you know um, we, we have some things where one of the verses we looked at in this last series was you know um, Mark 16-15 where it says go Jesus said go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone everywhere our job as sowers, the most official form of sowing is to proclaim the good news about Jesus Christ that's speaking it. And we want to pass out booklets and we want to do things like that. But really the essence of the command that Jesus gave was to, to proclaim it to people. And here's a great verse that, that talks about that. You might know this passage in Romans 10, but it just says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them, someone proclaiming them, to them? Um, And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And it finishes that section by saying, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And so we need to remember that the goal is to to speak the gospel. That is the most official form of sowing. Some of these other things are great, but there's a way you can pass out literature, and we're going to celebrate that. But that's not the same thing as obeying Jesus' command to go and proclaim this good news, you know, and that's really what we're aiming for. And, and yet we know in order to get there, we need to take these uh, small steps along the way. And so um, you know, I think, uh, so, you know, ultimately someone is telling people the good news and um, I want to let you know if you don't have experience with that, you know, it's not like, hey, if you never told someone, get out there and tell someone. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be a mess. But you know, put your seat in next week. You know, Um, but we would love to help you. I would love to help you. If you have someone that you've been befriended and you're reaching out to me, uh, any of our pastors, some of the small group leaders. There's a lot of people that would love to come alongside you and help you proclaim the gospel that someone could respond to and invite Christ into their life and and see their life change forever you know and so we're not just saying hey go out there and get them if you want help be glad to help you here Um, again as I think about sowing another example we want to get to presenting the gospel I had a I was trying to um, you know as pastors we're trying to be examples of not just Wednesday night or or, you know Sunday morning boy I had a conversation with someone on Sunday morning and and I'm a pastor and boy you should do the same thing Um, I've had different interactions I was at a business networking meeting there's a guy that I've known for a few years I've been trying to uh, see where he's at spiritually I gave him a a personal uh, my personal story just kind of a picture of my family and I and and I gave that to him and I've been asking him some questions but the other day I was like you know I'm going to do a simple just so it um, I'm going to email this guy you know and Talk about the spectrum of sowing it. There's proclaiming, and there's email. You know, there's the other side of things. Here, but and this was just even planting the seeds for a presentation. But I was talking to Craig, and I just said. Uh, Craig, I hope all is well for you and your family as everyone gets ready for the summer. I know my crew is getting excited to get school wrapped up in the next couple of weeks and hit the pool hard this summer. Um, smiley face. So um, then, uh... <laughs> anyway, I've been meaning to ask you a couple important spiritual questions, um, and I figured I could just email to you before I forget. They're fairly serious questions, but it seems like you have some church background, so maybe you have thought about these type of things before. The first question is hypothetical, but let's say you got in a car accident tonight, or or something unexpected like that and you happen to die how sure are you that you would go to heaven on a percentage scale from 0 to 100% second question also is hypothetical um, but if you did die unexpectedly like like in that question um, and you came before God and God asked you Craig why should I let you into my heaven what would you say to him lastly you know if there was a way that you could know for sure you were headed to heaven when you die according to the Bible would you want to know about it and I just left with, uh, you know, feel free to get back to me when you get a chance. Worst case, we'll compare notes uh, after our next uh, uh, business networking meeting be glad to buy you coffee sometime so uh, you know, he emailed me back after that I met him at the next business networking meeting he said you know busy for a few weeks here but um, let's get together and have coffee and let's, let's talk about this so it was a, a way to sew with an email just asking a few uh, thought provoking questions and my hope is to follow up and share the gospel with him present either the powerpoint presentation or the outreach diagram or draw it up or, or maybe use one of these booklets here but again the goal is to, to get to sharing the gospel with so that they can hear it, they can believe it, and, and they can call out to Jesus as their Savior and become become saved, you know, and, so, and become one of His. So anyways, that's uh, we want to help you in that. If you, if you want uh, assistance to share with someone who you think, you know, you have that credibility with them and, and they would listen to a presentation, then let me know that one of uh, our, your other pastors know here, small group leaders. So anyways, but we're going to shift gears here from sowing to fishing. Um, Let's see how we can do that. Sowing and fishing. So, uh, one of the verses that I just want to spend the rest of our time talking about this morning is is this one, where um, Jesus uh, Jesus said, "Come, follow me," uh, said Jesus, or, and I will make you fishers of men. And uh, I love the the Living Bible. It, it phrases it like this: it, You know, Jesus called out, "Come along with me, and I will show you how to fish for the souls of men." Then it says, and they left their nets at once and went with him. So we're going to talk about fishing and sowing. You know, Jesus, uh, when he gave his commands, he didn't say, he didn't say just go sow it. You know, we're, we're using that as a way of thinking about all of this. Um, and he didn't, uh, some of the first disciples that he called, you know, he could have called farmers and he could have said, hey, farmers, uh, now I'm going to help you sow seeds to eternal life. You know, that would have been one thing he could have done. But he he spoke to the fishermen and all all the different paradigms he could have used. He he talked to a tax collector. He could have said to Matthew, Hey, Matthew, you're collecting taxes and now come follow me and you'll collect eternal interest forever or something like that. He could have said that. Another guy was a political zealot, Simon the Zealot. And he could have said, Simon, come follow me and from now on I'll give you some Christian political things to be zealous about but he didn't say that to him either out of all his disciples he picked the fishermen and he said to them come follow me and and I'll teach you how to fish for the souls of men and women and I don't think he accidentally didn't do that with those other things I think there were some things related to fishing and fishing for the souls of men that he wanted them to catch and so we're going to look at that a little bit here Um, one of the things we have to be careful about when it comes to sowing again if, if we're trying to proclaim the gospel sowing can be like uh, we, we want to do that if we're not sowing anything at all you know, we want to encourage that we're going to celebrate that we're going to kind of try to give you a boost but when you think about the sowing paradigm in some ways it's easy to go okay I got my seed gospel seed and you know I'm sowing I'm sowing I'm sowing I'm sowing yeah I'm sowing I'm sowing you know um, and we can think of sowing like that but, um, but but if you think about the fishing paradigm um, you know, it would kind of be like taking your bait, whether it's worms, whether it's power bait, whether it's salmon eggs, and going, I'm sowing, and I'm sowing, and I'm throwing baits all over the place. And I feel good about it because I'm sowing. The fish are real happy because they're eating. Um, but as it relates to the process of fishing, fishing, uh, you're not getting the result that you're aiming for or that God wants us to get. And so I want us to think about sowing, uh, but maybe use the paradigm that Jesus had of fishing. And and the first step is to get the conversation going, to get that started. But it's a part of a process of winning the hearts and souls of men and women so that they can become fishers of the souls of men and women. And they can uh, pass that on to someone else and teach them how to fish for the souls of men and women. Because if we only have the view that I'm in and I'm happy and this is, this is an improvement. That's great. We want to celebrate that. But you've got to realize it's a part of a process and Jesus wants us to, to hook the hearts and the souls of men and women and He's given us some, some ways to go about that. And so I just want to make sure we catch, catch that process beyond just, you know, it is great and we're going to pass out tracks, and I'm passing them out. But I'm also thinking, you know, sometimes that's more for those that you don't know. They call that initiative evangelism where you're just initiating with people and you're, you know, you may never see them again. But there are people that you have friendships with. Hopefully you're building new friendships and relationships with people for the purpose of sharing. And not just sharing so you feel good about it, um, but sharing so that you can win someone to their savior and their life can be changed uh, now and forever. And, And that's... That's the process that we need to be thinking about as well as sowing. Um, let's see here. Look at a few things on this. Uh, come follow me. You know, Jesus said, come, come follow me. There's a few things that mean. One, uh, one he's, he's saying, come follow me. Because if they were doing what they should have been doing in the first place, he wouldn't have had to say, you know, come follow me. He would say, keep doing what you're doing, and I'll show you how to, you know, have, make the most out of that. But he, he called them. He said, come follow me because I've got something different than what you're doing. It's got a different significance. This is going to have an eternal impact. Come follow me. And that's his example to follow. He gave us an example of how to be on mission, how to be sacrificial. Um, there's his word. To follow Jesus is to uh, obey his word. But, you know, I think the most important part of that whole thing, when Jesus says to you and to me, come follow me, come um, follow me. Jesus, he died and he rose again and Jesus is alive today. And he still calls men and women to follow him. And that's not just following the book. He could have said, hey, here's the book, you know, go get it. I'll meet you at the end of the fishing derby, you know, I'll meet you at the end there. Um, But he says, no, come follow me and I'm going to make you into fishers of men and women. Um, And so that's part of this next series, Empower, is about what, what is the Holy Spirit and how does the Holy Spirit, or who is the Holy Spirit is probably the more uh, accurate question. And how does, how do we follow Jesus? How, you know, really it translates today is to be led by his, the, his Spirit. The Holy Spirit today is kind of like following Jesus back then. They, they could follow Him around physically, but He's got a different arrangement for us now. And we want to learn about that. We want to grow in, in doing that and following His Spirit because so there's some promises attached to that. He says, I'll make you fishers of men. It's, he will teach us. And He will, I will make you. Uh, He's going to help us. One says, make you. One says, teach you. He's going to help us to become fishers of men and women. He's going to transform you. If you begin to follow Jesus um, and you begin to become a fisher of the souls of men and women, your life is going to change. It's going to change forever. And not only that, um, when you begin fishing for the souls of men and women, He's going to use you to change the lives of someone else. Um, sometimes we can forget what we used to be like before becoming Christians, before starting to follow Christ. We can we can forget that He could do that in someone else's life as well. And, and that, I believe, is what He's calling us to, to be fishing. Um, and I just hope we catch the significance of that. I want to read a little thing here about... Um, It's in our uh, Mature in Christ series here, uh, if you've ever seen this booklet, but it's just the introduction here. It talks about Steve Jobs, uh, one of the co-founders of Apple. And it says, um, When Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple Computers, sought an experienced executive to help grow the company, he pursued John Scully, the president of Pepsi-Cola. Finding Scully hard to convince, Jobs looked Scully in the eye and said in exasperation, Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water or do you want a chance to change the world? In his biography, Scully writes that this challenge knocked the wind out of him and eventually prompted him to leave PepsiCo and join Apple computers. Like John Scully, all of us have been given a God-given yearning to change the world, to make a difference, to accomplish something of real importance and permanence. 2,000 years ago, Jesus issued a similar challenge to a few simple fishermen follow me and I will make you fishers of men what could possibly be more important than catching men and turning them to God and to eternal life you know uh, the thing I think about as it relates to us nowadays this guy called um, Jobs called Scully and you know he said hey look I want to give you something more important than selling sugared water Um, I've got something that's going to change the world and when I think of our lives you know What if Jesus was speaking to you or to me and and He said in in your paradigm, uh, I've got something bigger than selling this or programming that or I've got something more than just doing that. I've got something I want to call you into that will change the world. It will change your life. It will change the lives of others. It will change eternity. And I think Jesus has something He's calling us into that is more important than any sugared water fill in the blank with whatever that item would be in your world. And, and He's calling people today and He's calling people in our church to see if anyone out here wants to follow Him and be led by His Spirit and begin fishing for the souls of men and women. And I am catching that calling in a fresh new way. When I first became a Christian, I was just excited about this whole fishing idea. You know, I, I just thought, wow, I've been trying to live for myself. I was involved in some network marketing where, you know, I was running with some guys that were reading books like How to Win Friends and Influence People and how to kind of grow your own network. And, uh, you know, I just thought, well, that's, that's where I'm going to find my significance. And I found these other people that were at a friend just say, hey, I'm running with some men... Uh, who want to change the world do you want in? and I remember thinking about you know yeah that sounds better to me than trying to build my own financial network or empire and and I jumped in and I left some things behind and if you're going to follow Jesus I guarantee if you're really going to get serious about following Him you're going to have to leave something behind and it might be different for each one of you these guys left their nets, whatever invest, capital investment they had, they left it behind. Another said James and John left their father behind um, because they were following Jesus into something else. And each one of us needs to evaluate what would you have to leave behind if you want to get serious about following Jesus and becoming a fisher of the souls of men and women. And so uh, I encourage you to pray about that and search your heart and see um, Do you want to just do whatever you're doing or do you want to see lives change, see the world reached? And so, um, uh, you know, I just wanted to share a few. That I remember back in the day we just got started fishing for the, you know, and it was just a fun paradigm. I remember I bought my first little uh, Christian fish cross, you know, because that is really how you know who the true disciples are. If you did not have your Christian fish cross thing... Um, I had it. I loved it. We had fun. We were always talking about... Uh, I was a young working single at the time, young professional. Um, and the college group was just getting going, part of our church up at Colorado State there. But we just thought about fishing all the time. And I remember one time the, the girls and the guys who we were brothers and sisters and we were all part of the fishing operation together. One time the girls got crazy and they, they went to Jack's uh, sporting goods store in Fort Collins. They bought a bunch of those... Uh, Bumper stickers, you know. How many of you are like me? I love bumper stickers, right? No, I'm just joking. But they, they put on the back of our cars, a bunch of our cars, uh, I'd rather be fishing, you know. And the first bumper sticker was my new, brand new 1994 Sports Coupe Saturn, you know, um, and they put a bumper sticker on my car. That was, uh, but, but you know what? Um, well, you know, I was excited about fishing. And I realized, you know, the reality is I would rather be fishing than all sorts of other things I used to be doing. I'd rather be fishing. And, uh, and I feel like God's reviving me in that. There's so many things we can do in this day and age, in this cool neighborhood, and all the busyness. Uh, there's so many ways to get entertained. And, um, but I think God's reminding me, hey, wouldn't you rather be fishing for the souls of men and women? And I'm going, yes, sir, I'd rather be fishing again. Help me in that. And, and I don't know if you had a bumper sticker not that you would put one on it and please don't put one on my cool minivan um, I got some dignity left here but no i just joking if you like bumper stickers more power to you um, I'll get you and I love bumper stickers bumper sticker um, but anyways uh, what bumper sticker would you put in your world if someone you know someone, maybe God if he's going to make one for you I'd rather be fill in the blank he knows what it is but maybe would you pray about, would you consider to, to have one that maybe would say, I'd rather be fishing, Lord. I'd rather be working for you about your business. Not sewing so here, just, you know, here and there. But I want to be a part of this process where you've changed my life and you've changed the lives of others. And I'd rather be fishing. And I encourage you would, you, would you rather be fishing? Would you join me in praying about that, that God would get us some momentum in this? Um, Couple other fishing things. Yeah, you know, and again, that's a, it's a process. Um, if you want to be fishing, I was talking to a guy just this week uh, who's, you know, his heart is wanting to do God's will, and yet he's got no experience in doing this. And I said, hey, I'll help you. Some people helped me get started fishing. God uses His word, He uses His spirit, and He uses people who have experience being led by His spirit, obeying His word. And I remember when I first got started fishing, I had no clue how to do anything. I, uh, you know, I just remember my first outreach to sowing seeds was me and this other gal that became Christians at the same time. We got out on um, Old Town and Fort Collins there, and we took chalk out and we wrote verses on the sidewalk. And you know, we wrote verses like, you know, I am the way, the truth, and life. People would walk by and read them occasionally we wrote ones like you know the wages of sin is death and we just kind of watched people's reaction and that was my first form of fishing I had no clue it was not very productive I didn't catch anything but um, but my heart was being expressed I wanted to do something eventually some people came alongside me and helped me and, and I remember um, first time my friend Torgan said hey let's I've got a friend I'm reaching out to and I want to go share the gospel presentation when you want to come along. I was like, sure, you know. So we went to, to Perkin's restaurant and Perkins drew out this whole outreach diagram about how you can know for sure you're going to heaven. By the time he got to the end of it, he asked the guy, would you like to personally open your life to Jesus Christ? And the guy said, yeah, I would. And, and I was going, whoa, this is okay. And then, and then he's like, well, would you like to pray right now and invite Christ in your life? And the guy was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And I'm just like, you know, it was my first time. I'm going, can you do this in a restaurant? Is this legal? I mean, what's that? And the guy prayed and received Christ and became a Christian and has been following him ever since. And then I remember another opportunity where Torgan and I had a mutual friend. And I was like, hey, Torgan, you know, maybe we should go share with this guy, this guy Brandon Pullen. And and so Torgan and I went again to Perkins Restaurant. I'm like, it was a good thing last time. Let's try it again. At Perkins, um, good fishing hole. And we shared. And and this time he said, you know, you pray. I'm going to be sharing. And when we get to the end, you share your story about how you became a Christian, how your life has changed. And so I was praying, and I I think I had a hat back down. You know, I I kind of pulled it over my eyes. So I'm kind of praying, and he's sharing. And I shared my story. And he got to the end and asked him if he wanted to pray. And And he wanted to pray to receive Christ too. And so, and then I I began... And Brandon wanted to learn how to fish for the souls of men and women. So God gave me an opportunity to take Brandon. had a friend he was reaching out to named John. And Brandon and I went and... We shared with John, and I had again. I'd only seen this happen a couple times. I had the, the notes, I had the cheat sheet at the, back at Perkins again, and uh, I just was reading this presentation and drawing it as I read it, and got to the end and asked this guy, "Would you like to personally open your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" And he said he did, and he prayed to receive Christ. And then Brandon and John they went and they shared with another guy, and I just have been swept away ever since in the fishing business of fishing for the souls of men and women. And I started out knowing nothing, and some of you might be there and I'd be glad to come alongside and help you get started fishing I I told a guy this week hey write down the names of three people that you'd like to see become Christian and give them to me and I'll be praying with you and we'll go share the gospel with them and uh, I'm just I'm just hoping that someone out here would catch the heart to become fishers of the souls of men and women I'd rather be fishing could that be your heart would you follow Jesus as he says come follow me I've got another plan for you here. Um, just join me in this and join me in praying about this. We want to just sow it. We want to go fish. Um, The fish are jumping, you know. The fish are jumping all over this neighborhood. I've been hanging out Saturday nights at the cafe. And there's people coming and going. And it's it's just crazy. And um, God has given us this building and this location and this time and space. And um, we have got to get fishing on Saturday nights here, men and women. We've got to get out there fishing. And this prayer meeting, really the heart of the prayer meeting, the first thing I shared two weeks ago was the fish are jumping and we need especially young single men and women, young couples, anyone who's in this demographic, the fish are jumping. We need someone who's got a heart to forget other things that you're doing and come join us here to reach these people. And by God's grace, we'll start another service. People walking by all night long out there. I sat in the cafe a number of weeks in a row now, just people commenting on. I remember one guy, it was like a knife to my heart, but he said, um, they were talking about the restaurants. You could hear him talk about Old Major and Jezebels and, you know, how hopping things were. And then he looked in the cafe, and I had it open all the way down to the auditorium. No one there but me, just typing on my, my outline, and he said, this place, this place is not doing so well. And, uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, what you see is, is what you get. You're probably right. This place, I'm just hoping there would be some people who have a heart to get out Saturday night. This neighborhood is at its peak. It's at its prime Saturday nights, Friday nights. And, and I'm, I'm growing in a sense of burden. I'm trying to pass this burden on to others. But as I've been dialoguing with my... Uh, kind of our regional director John Meyer up in Fort Collins and we were looking at God has given us this place and if we do not get something going out when the people are out in this neighborhood we really need to think about giving it to someone else. We need to find somebody who will fish on Saturday nights here and we're going to keep fishing on Sundays but Sundays is now there's some people that are not awake yet this morning. There are some people in this neighborhood that are still sobering up. Been there, done that. I, I know what that routine is like. Well, we've got to get some people who have a heart to fish Saturday night or else we're going to have to rent this place out to somebody else who, who has that heart other young single people young couples anyone who has a heart for that and we're, you know the old phrase in fishing is we've got to fish or cut bait men and women it's time to get fishing and we're asking we're, we're praying Saturday nights because if we can't make a prayer meeting Saturday night. We're probably not going to serve anybody Saturday night or reach anybody Saturday night. But would you pray about it? And would you pray about joining us? The fish are jumping all over the place. We're looking for some fishermen and women. This guy says this place isn't doing so well. It's doing great Sunday mornings, but we want to expand that, you know. To, um, you know, and the last thing I just want to share about this fishing is you know, we need to make sure our paradigm is that we've got to go fish. You know, Jesus said, hey, he had his disciples together and he said, go take this good news to the, to the whole world, to everyone everywhere. He said, go make disciples. You know, there's a paradigm in churches today that we've got to get them to come. And if we can get them to come here and, and then we try to share the good news with them. But that's not Jesus' paradigm was, hey, I've got the followers of Christ here and I want you to go and get them out there. There's a statistic recently that I read about the next generation, this young generation, uh, that's whatever age they are now, they just keep getting younger and younger, Um, but uh, that's the way it goes, right? Uh, Anyways, but the statistic says that of this kind of the next generation, I forget the age that they're in or even what it's called, maybe it's the millennials, but 4% of this next generation is Bible-believing and church-attending, 4%, and so you know what that means? 96% of the next generation that we're trying to reach is not here and that number's getting smaller. So if we're like, if they come here, I'll go fishing. Well, no. 96% of them are out there and they're not coming here unless they figure out, well, that's a place where I can grow in my faith and I can be encouraged and I can be equipped. Our job is to go fishing. I uh, likened it to the idea of a, a bait store, a tackle. If you ever done any fishing before? Um, I grew up in uh, City Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. But we have Elephant Butte Lake there, the largest lake in New Mexico. It's just not hard to be the largest lake in New Mexico. We don't have a lot of water. But, um, I just remember you can go to the marina there. Rock Canyon Marina was one of them. But you go there, you get your bait and your tackle. And the reality is you could fish right off the marina there. You go and you just kind of catch your hook and there's boats coming and going. And in some ways that's like fishing at church. You know, people show up. Imagine 100, 200 of us get our poles out and we're kind of, they're in the fishing, you know, get them, you know. Um, that's, that's fine. But, you know, the paradigm really is we need to get equipped. Here, get encouraged here, get empowered here so we can get out there to the people who aren't here and, and reach them with the good news. And so we, we need to realize it's about go fishing here. We need to go get those that, that aren't coming here. And again, I hope you would catch on to this. And these next two series coming up are about in, being empowered and being equipped so that we can go and reach them with the good news here. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and uh, call it a morning here. But um, anyways, I encourage you to, to think about it answering that call to become a fisher of men and women uh, and to be sowing any opportunity that God gives you here. And let's just pray. Well, Lord Jesus, we do just thank You. Thank You for this neighborhood that You landed our church in. Lord, we thank You that there are fish jumping all over the place. This is an exciting neighborhood. Exciting things are going on, Lord. And I pray that You would help us be in the middle of it. Lord, help us to be men and women who are on mission, who are out fishing, instead of being men and women who are on the mission field who, who need to either get a mission for their life or, or they need to get rescued in the first place. And God, we just ask that you'd work in our hearts, that you would put on our heart what is on your heart, that you would change us and use us to change the lives of others. God, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives and in our church and help us to, to be in step with you, help us to follow you and help us to um, reach men and women. Uh, with with the good news that would change their lives and their destiny, and we just pray all this in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, thanks for coming this morning, guys, and we'll we'll catch you next next Sunday uh, and enjoy your Wednesday night and your Fourth of July off there.